right, all right, all right, man. That was fucking brand new right there. Solemn Lament. Fucking bad fucking ass, dude. That is heavy as fuck, man. Fucking love it, dude. Let's call these motherfuckers up right the fuck now and uh, see what the fuck is going on in their world, man. What's up, Zach? Hey, solemn lament. Lament. What? <laughs> What's going on, guys? How you doing? Doing all right, man. Thanks for the uh, thanks for your interview. Hell yeah, dude. So, uh, so we have Justin and uh, Phil Swanson on the line with us, correct? Uh, yeah, but I'm finding my way around here. Hold on. <laughs> yep, I'm here. So, uh, so tell us, man, what what is going on in the world of solemn lament? Um, well, we well we recorded that that three song EP, I guess you can call it, and that's that's the one that's up on Bandcamp. Um, right now, we're we're securing a um, like a CD slash LP release for it. Uh, there's gonna be a, a there's gonna be a tape of it coming out on uh, on Sword Worship. That's that's Arthur Rizik and um, and Jason Tarpey's label from Eternal Champion. So nice. We're uh, yeah, we're psyched about that, man. That's gonna be cool. Um, yeah, I mean that that's that's kind of, you know, what we're doing right now. We're planning on an LP in the future. So, we'll see how that goes. Hell yeah, man. So, uh so tell us about the uh how, how did the recording process for this uh for the CP go? Uh, the the actual recording. Okay, well, um me and the rest of the guys in the band minus Phil um went out to, well, we the the rest of the band is actually in California. I don't know if you knew that. But um, so me and me and Phil are the the East Coast guys. Everyone else is on the West Coast. Uh, that's a long story. We we can get into it if you want. Phil can even <laughs> tell you all that. But uh, but uh, so I I went out uh, to California in July and we tracked the um, the music. We tracked the music, um, and then uh, Arthur, our friend Arthur Arthur Rizik, he um, he recorded Phil. Uh, like later that month in Philadelphia at his studio. Nice. Yeah, so it was, you know, it, like, I know it, it sounds like a weird process, but actually, like, it worked out totally awesome. Like, it was easy to do. Everyone, like, was on their shit. They, they, they knew what they were doing. The, the record, the, the engineers were great. Arthur was great. Phil was great. So I, I can't believe that it actually went so easy because, like, projects like this, like the bi-coastal project thing, sometimes it's, it's weird, but this was, like, best-case scenario. I, I, I Actually, pretty much every record I've released except the first Hour 13 and the Summerlands were recorded that way. You know, it's always been, you know, guys in Europe and then I record here. Uh, I've been doing this since the very beginning. So it's real easy, easy for me. And I kind of took it from the guys in uh, Righteous Pigs and uh, Napalm Death when they were doing defecation. They were, mm -hmm. you know, I was reading about them sending their masters back and forth, you know. And then once the Internet happened, I was like, oh, this is going to be so much easier. Like, you know what I mean? So I started doing it with Seamount. Well, actually, originally with Atlantic Codex and then Seamount in Germany. You know what I mean? And I never even met those guys. I didn't even meet the guys from Seamount until after our second record when we went on tour. 
So. Wow. And, and you haven't even met the guys from Psalm the Ment. I mean, like. No, no. <laughs> yeah. So this is nothing new Probably, for me. Yeah. yeah so. Or, 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 or Britain writes. This is the same. I've never been in the same room with, with Howie either. You know, that's unbelievable. So. Oh yeah. Um, Already got questions coming in from the listeners, man. They're uh, they're they're heckling me. They're asking, "How do you say the band's name? Did I butcher it, or did I say it no. right?" No, no, Solomon the Man. You got it. <laughs> it's it seemed pretty simple to me. I don't know what the hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. You got it, man. It's all good. Uh, tell us about the band name. Like, how did you guys come up with that? Is there a story behind it? Well, the the guy, um, the the guitar player eric the we have two guitar players adam and eric but eric was the one who came up with the name he had a song like a demo of a song and he had called it solemn lament and uh, i forget I, I can't remember if it's one of the, the songs that we use for the record we actually we have a lot of stuff we just you know to make it simple we we just recorded those three songs and then we were gonna like let's see what happened but um for uh yeah. So so, one, so anyways, one one of the one of the songs was called Solemn Lament, and when we we, we were figuring out um, band names, we we're like, oh, we all liked it. It worked. Kind of fits the band. Kind of fits the music. So that that's kind of how it, how it went. Oh yeah. Now, do you guys have any shows lined up, or <laughs> we have <laughs> we have zero shows lined up. Yeah, it's not even it's not even an appropriate time to do shows if you ask me. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a mess. It's it's not even worth it. It's for me it's hardly ever worth the effort anyway. But much less right now. I mean, we just canceled some dates, you know, that I had in Germany and stuff cuz two years running now. You know, I was scheduled to go out there for uh, Hammer of Doom like last year. And then again this year. And we're like, you know, with the new variants and stuff, it's like, it's not worth the investment because you don't even know if you're going to be able to play these shows, you know, you, you, from point. one day to the next, you know, it, 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 places are getting shut down all the time. So it's like, why bother, you know? Yeah. It seems like it's kind of like a, a liability. And listen, I'll be honest with you. Like I, when, <laughs> When when Eric Wagner passed away, it kind of shook me up a little bit. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like to be honest. Yeah, that was that was pretty fucking heavy, man. Yeah, pretty heavy. So I, I mean, I, we'll we'll see what happens in the future. Like, like I'm down to to do stuff like you know here or there. But like like Phil said, like right now, like I'm not even thinking about it. It's it really is crazy, man. Like watching it, like uh, you know, just just seeing how how everything shut down and it was just all just just fucking like done, you know. And it was like everybody's like, "Fuck, what are we gonna do?" And then things started seeming like they were gonna come back, and yep. you know, like after the first couple got announced, next thing you know, it was just show after show after show getting announced. I'm just seeing flyers everywhere, left and right. And, right, and and I understand that people want to, you know, they want to yeah. go out, they want to, I mean, spend a minute. And I I totally understand that they they want to play, people want to see live music. So I I get that, you know, I get. It. But but people, you know, as an audience, I don't know if they really realize the the time investment that it goes into, you know, setting up a tour, uh, rehearsing for a tour, and 
and then to you know for me i usually take like six months to prepare right so if yeah. i'm preparing for six months with i don't know what's going on and then it gets canceled i've just lost six months of my life preparing for something that never happened so you know you want some sort of guarantee that after you invest all this time into an effort into it that it's actually going to happen and right now it's just you know you never know so totally yeah it's and it's really sad too i mean it you know it almost seems like like a lot of these bands are just being led to the slaughter you know like I don't know. Maybe I'm getting a little bit too pessimistic, but seeing people drop uh, in terms left and right, you know, it's just in, like, fuck. This ain't good. In man. terms of dying, you mean? Yeah. Or in yeah. terms of yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, there's yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? I mean, I was shocked to hear about Eric and stuff because I'm like, you know, people are touring and not being vaccinated. Like, you know what I mean? You're like, you're putting yourself in all these places that, you know, uh, are, are you putting yourself at potential risks? I mean, it's one thing for, you know, somebody to go out on a Friday night in their town, but you're going to every town. So you're, you're doubling down. You're making sure you're going to get it. You know what I mean? And that's, you know, I mean, the guys from Exodus came back with it way back when, like, you know, death angel, the whole tour Testament death angel, they all came back with it. It's like, you know, it's unavoidable if you're going to put yourself in, in, in these environments. So, you know, it's not worth the risk, you know, on that level. I, I, I think it makes more sense. If you want to, you know, perform for people, just, just stream something, you know what I mean? Get in a club, yeah. get in a rehearsal room, stream, rehearse. I mean, I, I find it just as interesting myself, but, you know. Yeah. I've seen some pretty cool live streams that, that came out, uh, especially last year, man. It was definitely there was a lot of people doing that and it seemed like a cool thing you know i mean it's it's better than yeah, nothing right no like you know it ain't perfect obviously like you know you want to be at the live gig you know no, nothing beats that but like I, I i understand what what phil's saying you know what i mean like that's better than nothing you know it's cool <laughs> my favorite live dvd is the warlord dvd where it's just them in an empty club and that was like 1985 that's you know cool. what i mean they were already doing that you know so I always, always, I mean, I was talking about one time with a friend of mine who owned a club in uh, Norwalk, Connecticut, and we were talking about opening a record store when I was doing uh, distribution and stuff, and a club in the back and running the magazine I had at the time, you know, and that's just the, like interviewing right bands and putting them in, in, you know, in a in a rehearsal room in the back and just you know streaming that stuff. But you know, the town we were in was not was not having it. The old Anthrax club used to be there, and so. They're like, no, never again. So yeah, that's that's hallowed ground, my friend. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. So uh, so so I take it. So I mean, you guys are already working on uh, the next release. Are you you guys writing music and stuff like that, or you already have a lot of it already well, done? Yeah, we well okay. Um, we have more songs. You know, what I mean, like I said, we you know when we did this, we're like, okay, you know, let's just let's just work on three songs get it out let's see what happens but but we have more songs like that are kind of you know either finished or in the works and then and then eric the main songwriter the main you know uh riff smith he has other stuff that i haven't heard yet but he's busy right now with uh with family stuff work so like we're we're gonna wait a little bit but i'm i mean i'm eager to start working on it soon you know oh yeah 
Yeah, because Eric and I were working on, you know, a ton of stuff. Like, I had met Eric when I was out in L.A. I was, like, just out there, like, just kind of camping out on the beach for, like, several months. And I had, I'm like, I'm in California. You know, there's got to be musicians out here. And there's not. But, you know, <laughs> I was shocked. But I found Eric you know what i mean and he had some really really cool ideas and then and once eric and justin hooked up they just kind of went off on this thing you know what i mean and they just got super involved with it but i mean even when i first met eric he had he had quite a bit of material that we were we were looking at so right because phil was the one that that brought me in because i i didn't know eric uh before that and uh and then when i heard the riffs i was like oh like this is exactly what i want it's it sounds uk it reminded me of um of Shades of God era, Paradise Lost. So I was like, this is exactly what I want to play. So me and him stayed in touch. And, and this is, what was this, like three or four years ago? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I kind of fell out of it because I moved to Arizona, you know, out to Sedona. And uh, it was just kind of, you know, doing doing my own thing out there. You know, I was just kind of lost in the desert. And, and Justin and Eric stayed in touch. And we're, we're still, still going forward with it. So, you know, uh, I was out yeah. of my head for a little bit, and then they they were like, "No, let's do it. Let's do it." Justin kept going, "Come on, man!" And I was like, "All right, fuck it, let's do it." Yeah, because and, and I talked about it with with Drew, who's the um, who's the bass player. Like once we once we started jamming the songs and we had rehearsals of them, we're like, "Fuck it, man!" Like Phil has to sing on this. Like like his voice would be perfect for it. Like we got it. He's he's the guy. We get we got to get him. So. So yeah, so then I just punished Phil like relentlessly and tried to get him to. to, to <laughs> and it was it was an interesting it was an interesting situation because yeah. like they had given me the music, but you know they had changed the arrangements again before yeah. I went in the studio. So I think Celeste was the only song that was written and kept you know intact, and then yeah. the other couple songs we were just like you know just riffing you know like it was just throwing some lyrics together that I had pieced here and there and, and working with. Mel Melodies and Eric and Justin were in the studio just kind of like coaching me through, you know, showing me like I didn't even hear the whole song until it was until it was all mixed and mastered. I was just yeah. getting the bits and pieces and just, you know, and, and singing them out. You know what I mean? I mean, I was familiar with bits. And when I originally arranged my vocals on the original demos. It was totally different. Like, yeah. you know, one of the old Crow, there's a completely different version of that, like lyrics and everything, you know. Right. It, it, but, but their idea of the vocal arrangement versus mine was different. I said, well, let's not try to hash this out, you know, through the internet and through phone calls and stuff. Like, just, just let's meet in the studio and wing it. Cause I like to work like that anyway. Cause I like my first ideas, you know, I don't like to overthink things. I like to just throw it out. So, and having them in the studio was a lot different than usually I work on my own. And it was just, it, it just felt really, really good, like to do it like that. And, and even going forward, I don't, I don't really want to change that. I, I want to kind of just put everything down in the studio, you know? So, yeah. And for sure. And, and Arthur also is a really good producer because he'll, he'll tell you like, <laughs> oh, okay, do this. That sucked do that again you know what i mean like and and he knows what he's talking about so he helped uh, immensely you know yeah and 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 he pampers me enough that i can i can tell (laughs) (laughs) he knows he knows my temperament he knows how sensitive i am so he's like stroking me the whole time and yeah yeah, no doubt that that's his job that's like kind of why we pay him (laughs) (laughs) right on uh, those demos you speak of, man. Well, is there any chance of those seeing the light of day at some point, or? 
I mean, I wanted to do, I wanted to do the other version of Old Crow just to have it, you know what I mean? Just to have like an alternate version. So maybe, but I don't know. You know what I mean? Once you hear them done, it just sounds so much better. I mean, you know, Justin has a really great ear ear for arranging and stuff. And and so he kind of reworked stuff and, 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 you know, and decided where stuff was going to be. You know, usually I kind of pick and chose my own parts. And so, but as I get older and do more projects, I'm more open to, you know, being to doing different things you know like when Britain writes you know I, I was the first time I sang somebody else's lyrics and stuff like that and it's just you know I want to experiment more and more so I was like oh, let's just do it and see what comes out so I felt more like an instrument in a way you know with a lot of the in the studio but it was fun like that you know what I mean it was just like you know just really ad-libbed you know and just in the moment so it was cool <laughs> but I, I I I can send you the demos, man. But like they're they're primitive as hell. But hey, if you yeah, want, fuck it, yeah. if, if you want, if you got it, you know? man. Hearing you say Britain writes, man, you know you're you're reminding me. I've been saying that one wrong all this time. I don't know why the fuck I've been saying Brighton writes for some reason. Uh, I said it. I used to say it like that too. And <laughs> Howie corrected me. Like how you one thing you can't fuck around with Howie. Is pronunciation, you know, because he's a writer and stuff. And like, man, that dude is so deep and singing those lyrics. It's like anything was just slightly off. I'd get all these corrections. And, you know, like I said, I'm super sensitive. So, you know, I don't like being corrected too much. And I was like, ah, but I'm like, no, nah, I got to do it. You know what I mean? I got to put the ego aside. But yeah, so you weren't the only one. I used to call it Brighton Rights myself. So. <laughs> well, speaking of that, man, uh, I know you guys are all from different bands, correct? Yeah. Can you give us like a rundown of of uh, of the different bands that you've been in? Oh, um, just got the the long list. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to even begin with with the bands that I have been in, but I can tell you what I'm in right now if you want to know. Um, I I play in a death metal band called Innumerable Forms. Uh, I, I actually don't play drums and I sing in it. Um, I play in a band that actually me and Phil were in together called Summerlands. And um, let's see, what else? What else? Oh yeah, I have a project right now called Dream Unending that I do vocals and play drums. We we haven't released anything yet, but we're going to do a record um, in a couple of months. Uh, I got a hardcore band I play drums in called Wound Man, and I think I think that's it actually. So yeah, besides Song the Men, of course. And Phil, yeah. I think has Phil. Phil, I think you. I don't know what you have active right now, but but he's got some shit. <laughs> active, well, I got yeah. I mean, you active. Actually, the you, there's a Schmidt and Swanson record coming out. Um, I think in the winter. I'm not sure if it's this year or next year. You know, but before spring, um, it's been done for a while. And that that's you know, there's an EP online that that people have heard, and that's coming out on No Remorse and. Uh, Britain Writes is kind of I mean we just released that record but I recorded that over six years ago you know what I mean so I was happy to finally see that come out but I hadn't worked right I hadn't worked on that forever but uh, Festival Claire it's kind of you know it's run its course you know I was happy with the last record so uh, so you know it's exactly yeah, what that, I want that one be, came out so. awesome I'm really I'm yeah really Justin happy. was on that as was on that record as well yeah so that was a cool record to do but so I'm I'm kind of like 
I, I thought I was retired. That's why I left uh, Summerlands. You know what I mean? Because I was like, ah, I'm kind of done with this stuff. You know, uh, so I don't, I don't know how much you know more I can do. I feel like sometimes, but then you know, well, I keep I keep you getting inspired. You in it's crazy. Well, yeah, but you know, well, I was I the reason I didn't wasn't real really pursuing Solemn Lament was because. I, it wasn't clicking you know there's a couple songs that were clicking and they weren't clicking and then but it was that moment in time of where my head was at you know what i mean and then later so and lords of triumph i don't never know what's going on with martin you know so, i mean we're good friends it's not like a bad thing it's just you know he'll come out of the blue and go oh i'm releasing this stuff he has tons of stuff that i recorded vocals on that you know he'll, he'll piece together and next thing i know there's an ep coming out so who knows but so i'm not really active with anything you know i'm just kind of living life right now so and if i'm in the mood and music comes my way it's hard for me to say no because if i hear it and i'm like oh i hear something you know this is going to be easy but it's hard for me to commit to to something you know with of doing i'm not like searching for the next project you know but at this point things kind of come my way so yeah yeah it definitely it definitely definitely seems like they uh I mean you've got one hell of a list man like uh it's crazy I didn't even know that you were in like quite a few different bands man I I was familiar with you from uh Hour of 13 so I remember when that came out and then uh I did an interview with Simon from Vestal Claret for the uh mm. 2014 record The Cult of Vestal Claret right yeah and uh Britain writes, of course, but uh, yeah, man, I, I was just I was looking up your uh, thing online on uh, Metal Archives, man, and I was. Just <laughs> I think that Justin and I have the same kind of attitude. I mean, we just do whatever, just for you know, for fun. for fun. It's like whatever, man. Totally. People want to work with you, like you know, uh, I've said it in the past so many times. It's like when your friends are all musicians, you know, even if you're not in the same band or project together, it's only a matter of time before you're like, fuck it, let's you know, let's see what happens, and you do stuff, or you need somebody, like you know, I need, we needed a drummer for Best of Claret, so I contacted Justin right away, you know, like it's just it's just happens so for me to say i'm not going to do anything again and then you know and and a friend's going to call me up and ask me to do something it's, i'm not going to say no it's just i'm not don't have anything really planned i'm i'm very happy with what i've done so i you know i used to be so fucking hungry it was such a dream you know what i mean i just i just gave away every single record of my own that i have like every color and every i walked into a record store just out of the blue and put the box down and walked out like you know what i mean and it's got some super rare shit in there too like you know what i mean and i'm like i just i'm my kids don't want it i'm not gonna carry it around you know what i mean it's whatever but it used to be like i used to just you know love this stuff you know what i mean and if cd came in that was i was on it was just such a huge deal you know what i mean but but i'm glad i did it you know i'm not saying i'm taking it for granted it's just you know it's it's kind of part of my past more than my future i think well with this ep uh as far as like the songs some of the lyrical lyrical content can you uh can you give us uh, like a rundown of that like uh well uh, 
yeah they're all kind of like when i heard when i took the three songs and kept them separately i all kind of heard them in different ways like one song i heard like you know like paradise lost one th- song i heard is like uh anathema and then the other song sounded like uh fucking my dying bride to me in a way you know what i mean so i kind of tried to approach them like in that way you know like the last song is kind of has a real obscure kind of uh uh, arrangement and stuff like that so that reminded me of early anathema you know and even though it was like you know those were their death days i wanted to do something clean so it's all my influence on this is all taken from the death metal days of those big three uk doom bands but i wanted to go what would they sound like you know clean you know mm-hmm. and it's the same thing when i covered the hibernoid uh, uh track you know with uh, john powers from summerlands you know it was like the originally they did like aggressive death kind of vocals and i was like yeah but i'm hearing like you know gothy melodic stuff so so I approach lyrically kind of in the same way. One song is just about me and my depression and social anxieties. And one is, uh, you know, just kind of a, a kind of fantasy-based song about a witch, you know, putting a spell on some dude, you know, trying to, you know, you ever see these horror movies and it's like, you know, this guy's banging this super hot chick and next thing you know, she's like this hideous witch. It's kind of like, you know, Eric had the title Old Crow and that's the first thing I thought of. It's like some old, ugly woman. And I'm like, what if, you know, and, and it just made me think about those movies and I'm like, oh, God, that would be such a fucking freak out and then uh celeste is just i met somebody and i found their name so interesting and i started researching where it came from and then i just created this kind of mythos to go with with the name about some angel you know in the center of a universe who's kind of powering the universe by the amount of love that's given you know and then you know it kind of circulates and and is given to everyone else in return so but that's it all right well uh as far as your influences man can you tell us like what what got you into music you want to go first phil (laughs) dude i'm i'm old and i've been around for a long time (laughs) you know what i mean like i mean you know everyone you talk to my age is probably going to say the same thing acdc black sabbath you know alice cooper in the 70s and then you know everything new wave of british heavy metal everything i mean that is my 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 root right there like i i just constantly listen to new wave of british heavy metal but you're talking about just so many different bands like i'm so deep into it like they would i mean angel witch is my all-time favorite band you know and oh, then, i know that that's you know, cool yeah and then and then storm witch so angel witch and storm witch are my biggest influences band that's where i get all my occult ideas from and and you know and stuff like that so but I'm also into thrash. Like I love thrash, crossover thrash. It has a little bit of punk. That that's kind of my favorite style of music, genre of music. But you know, I used to do distro for all the doom and death metal bands. You know, and black metal bands in the in the '90s, early '90s. So way into all that stuff. I like industrial, electronic, fucking gothic. It doesn't, you know. It's just all over the place and and you know even scandinavian girly pop is real big for me you know so but uh you know it, pretty much anything a lot of punk i come from a punk background so that was a big thing and i think that's where like me and justin and arthur and all those guys kind of kind of connect because we all kind of have a punk or hardcore 
past, you know what I mean, that we're just expanding on. So, so I never take anything too seriously because I always have that little punk element that says, I really don't give a fuck, <laughs> like, you know what I mean, <laughs> about how I sound or how people think or, you know what I mean, if I forget stuff on stage or, you know, it's just really, really ultimately doesn't matter. You know, it's, it's just me hanging around with a bunch of guys and, you know, that's about it, so... Yeah, I uh, let's see. Well, I mean, I'm not exactly young, you know what I mean? Like I'm I'm 41, so like maybe uh, I I don't have my roots going back to the 80s, so I wish I did. I wish I was from the 80s, but um, uh, for me, I guess growing up, the first kind of music I got into was um, was like hard rock, you know, Aerosmith, uh, Guns N' Roses, stuff like that. And then when I got in, when I became a teenager, I got more into um, into metallica like metallica kind of changed my life you know what i mean like that was like the first time i heard like like the fast beat like like fast music you know what i mean and like after that i, w- I was like i want like everything has to be fast you know what i mean like and that's kind of what got me into into punk and hardcore you know what i mean because i'd be like holy shit there's like an album where every song is fast like, i can't believe it you know what i mean like so that you know i got into to hardcore uh from that um big into hardcore still am I'll, I'll always be i'll always be into punk and hardcore um i would say yeah towards the end of my teens i i got more into metal um black sabbath uh more underground stuff you know kind of death metal black metal stuff that was that was happening at the time stuff that i kind of just missed out on from the early 90s um yeah you know but but like phil i'm you know i have an eclectic taste i kind of like i like i like a lot of things you know what i mean a lot of goth you know like you said industrial um doom metal uh death doom death metal that, that's that's kind of my passion and and that's why you know when when i heard eric's riffs i was like like this is the band that i gotta do you know what i mean like that's and that's why that's why i kept in touch you know because i i knew that if we could if we could get it together if we could just get it together i knew that it would be cool you know so that's that's kind of where i came from Hell yeah. I totally relate with you, man. I'm I'm forty three and uh I remember yeah. you know, yeah, Iron Maiden, Motley Crue, Guns N' Roses, oh, stuff yeah. like that. Absolutely. And then when Metallica came out it just ruined everything. Like it was like <laughs> yeah. everything else just, just didn't seem you know, after that it was like, Oh man, it's you know, yeah, like like some of those bands weren't weren't as cool anymore. I mean, but like, but you know, Metallica always repped Aerosmith, so I was like, Nah, Aerosmith is, is cool for life. I don't care what <laughs> what what they did. You know, yeah. uh, eighty-seven on. I don't even care. You know what I mean? Like they're they're always going to be like cool to me. You know? Oh yeah. Well, the seventy stuff that they did. Seventy is awesome, <laughs> incredible. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It's like uh, like everyone like the older guys with the new gen. You know what I mean? We don't care who he is now and what oh, he's yeah, saying. Yeah. But oh, back yeah. then, that shit was the fucking best. You know what I mean? Yeah, badass. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. He's a fucking nut, man. But. His music from from the seventies, fuck yeah, dude, that shit is. You can't, yeah, you you you, oh my you, God. you can't say anything about that, you know. <laughs> I yeah, that. I was having that discussion with Tim uh, recently from Seamount, like, uh, you know, separating the artist from the art. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and then, and then, you know. Uh, for me it's a hypocrisy because i have the same situation you know there's a there's a lot of inappropriate stuff that i've touched on you know with my music and 
you know, it, and it, it haunts me, not, not personally, but you know, it, it affects, it affects, you know, on the opposite side of things like, you know, like Ted Nugent, his personal persona is, is more negative than his music. But for me, you know, you come across people and, and it's, you know, you go to work and you go into regular life and just, you know, they figure out who you are and they learn more about you and then they Google you and they're like, holy fuck, that guy's <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, that's why... You know, I live my life very, very solitary. You know, I'm, I'm tired of explaining myself to people and, and justifying what I've done and what I do. You know what I mean? If they can't see the art in it, then I, I you know, I, I can't live my life feeling guilty about it because, you know, it's just, it's just something I do. It's not, you know, it's just pen and paper. It's not fucking real. You know, and if you, you feel it's real, I, I feel like that's more of a reflection on them and their, you know, their own ignorance. But, yeah. Especially, especially in today's world, man. I mean, you know, it definitely, uh, it's 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 rough, man. Like, you know, anything anybody says is just taken way out there, you know. And it, and it yeah, like you said, yeah. There's no it, context, you know. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to uh, separate the art from the, but you have to, man. You know, like if you, I don't know, I think that you have to, you know, like if you really love music yeah, and course. whatnot, you just you gotta you gotta look past that stuff. I mean. I cannot. Yeah, I cannot you, expect. You could find to, you uh, could find flaws with 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 anyone. That, that's you know what yeah. I mean. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna do that, then then like you can go after whoever. It doesn't even matter, you know. Right. Right. Well, and and, and the, you know they're 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 not looking at the, at their own you know version of what they consider art as well. You know what I mean? What is it? You know, it has to cause some sort of reaction, whether it's negative or positive. You know what I mean? Yeah. And. And if you're if you're causing a reaction, then then you know then you're doing your job. And that was the whole idea, you know, behind like the original stuff I was doing. It was like you know it was supposed to fucking blow your mind, you know. Was, that was the whole idea, you know. It wasn't serious, but it was supposed to scare the shit out of you or somebody you know, at least your parents or you know what I mean. So that was always my vision, you know, it's like, oh, man, you know, like you, if you're ever young, you know, and you're waking up to go to school and, you, you know, you might be singing in the shower. I just imagine, you know, I hope fucking some kid is singing call to Satan in the shower when the mom walks by and she just fucking <laughs> rips him out of the shower, <laughs> drags him down the stairs and burns all his records, you know, like that's in a few songs. I'm like, then then you're making music, you know what I mean? But, but it's not as like it used to be. You know, my dream was to fucking, you know, shock, you know, bring back a PMRC type deal. You know what I mean? See if I can get on a talk show and, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but people are desensitized and people look past it. And that was the thing I was most happy about, you know, it's like people didn't, they didn't really, really care that much. I mean, they saw it, the majority of people, you know, but it was a social experiment for me. You know, how far, because uh, people were at the time were saying music is causing, and video games are causing people to do this, you know what I mean? I'm like, what if I actually just fucking outright say it, you know what I mean? Not like Marilyn Manson where it's an image, and the but the fucking lyrics don't say anything. What if I just give them what they want? And nobody did anything. They just listened to it and enjoyed it. Like, you know what I mean? Nobody went out yeah. and fucking started turning over gravestones and shit like that. You know what I mean? Right. And I'm not even going to some of the other stuff I suggested. And so there is no power of suggestion in music like they want to say. They just want to blame somebody. So mm -hmm. I was like, here, if you want to do it, here it is. You know what I mean? But nobody did anything. So <laughs> failed experiment. So. 
All right, I got some questions for you guys from the listeners. Uh, Lady Red wants to know, have you ever played in any haunted venues? <laughs> I I don't know, but I've done I've done Europe a bunch of times, so I have to have have played in, in some haunted venues. I've I've played in venues that looked like they were haunted or looked like they're out of a fucking horror movie. You know what I mean? Like, like uh, some places where I was like, I, I don't know if I even want to be here. This place creeps me out. But I don't think I've ever played in any place that was haunted by ghosts. Put it that way. We recorded. We recorded the first hour of thirteen in a church. Um, it was a gutted church turned into this amazing studio. Actually, there's some video of it of, for online, still on YouTube somewhere, but I forget how to find it. But. Uh, and Chad and I were convinced that, like, you know, if if anybody's going to get struck by lightning, like, we are here right now. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and nah, we went through the whole church, you know, singing all that shit, and uh, nobody cared, you know. And then he and I were at a where we we were at a a neurosis show at a Masonic temple. Um, and uh, so we had access to the whole place, you know, and we were just trying to, you know, get lost in it. We took a bunch of pictures. Our original promos were all done at that Masonic building, but no, not really. But some really cool buildings, some really cool places, yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah, there's, uh, we have some pretty crazy places around here. I'm in Jackson, Tennessee. And oh right on we go to uh cemeteries and stuff like that every now and then just go find old weird shit and uh there there's this one that's got this old abandoned church on it that's just fucking dilapidated and windows are busted out of it and everything like i don't i don't know if anybody well uh, somebody goes there because we went in there to check it out just to look at it take pictures and stuff and there was like pentagrams and stuff fucking on the floor and candles fucking burnt like wax yeah some bad some bad boy shit so yeah it was something something's been going on in this place man yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know the the whole idea of uh, of like vestal claret which which you know became our 13 like i i was so interested in that stuff man i've provoked the fucking devil and and god to do something for fucking years and nothing's happening i'm telling you dude it's all bullshit <laughs> like if anybody if anybody I, I what more do i have to do or say like you know what I mean? And there's stuff that I won't even tell people I've done. But no, I, I, I'm i a disbeliever at this point. Like, I don't know what I got to do to get some attention, but I'm not getting it. So. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Next question. Uh, Vicky wants to know, what do you prefer, blood baths or showers? <laughs> uh, you might have to tackle this one, Phil. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, showers, man. Come on. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Like, I'm a 41-year-old man. I, I just prefer a shower at this point. You know? <laughs> no time for fucking blood baths. <laughs> no, I got no time for Like, you know, I had a conversation with somebody very close to – I'm not going to say who they are, but Justin knows them as well. And we had a conversation about that. I mean, that stuff – yeah, you, you grow out of that, those ideas. You know, you, you experiment, you play with it, and you just like – you know, and then you realize it's like – it's just it's just kind of silly fun and games so like you know what I mean um, that yeah, and then I it's fucking, like all this I, stuff I've, I've, I've done crazy things but never had a bloodbath you know what I mean <laughs> all this stuff I've done like tons of research before I like started touching on to it with with lyrics and stuff and, and it was because I was just real big into it you know reading all these books and, and you know 
about the FBI searching for satanic cults and all that stuff. Yeah. And it, it's just all, it's all just propaganda. You know, it's it, like when I grew up, I grew up in Texas in a gated kind of gated community. And, and they used to tell us about the satanic cults. And that's what kind of got my interest because I was very young. But that was a way to keep the kids from, they're like, you cross the fence, the satanic cults are going to come by in a van. They're going to take you away. Right. That's all we ever heard. And that was the way to keep us from, you know, going outside the gate and playing out in the fields and, you know, and, and, and the farmland and shit like that, you know, but, you know, it's, it's no one's ever really, you know, unless they're psychotic, you know what I mean? It's like, but it's not real. So, yeah, I, re- I mean, you know, I'm, I was, I'm old enough to remember the eighties and I remember the whole satanic panic thing and stuff yeah. like that, but yeah, I mean, that's it, it's so awesome. Crazy. It's an awesome idea. I mean, it's, it is, it's, it's so sick. cool. Yeah. 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 It rocks. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> But it's it's just you know there is you know like like I say there there is you have to be a Christian to believe in Satan Christian uh, you know Satan right. is a Christian idea there is no text outside of that you know that explains it you know what I mean so so you can't have both so anyway. I don't know how we got on this. <laughs> I thought we got away from this. I, I told Eric the other day, and I I didn't even have to sing about jerking off to Satan <laughs> for the CP, but I'm still talking about it. And I'm, dude, I'm learning a lot about you from this uh, from this interview. <laughs> oh God, you know, you know, I don't do them anymore. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. All right, uh, uh, I got a bunch of Canadian listeners in here. They're going nuts, man. They're asking, have you guys ever played in Canada, or do you want to? I mean, have I ever played in Canada before? Because I've played Canada many times. But, but uh, And yeah, I would love to play Canada. I've always been a fan. Never really played any bad shows in Canada, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah. I, we've never well we were yeah actually we were talking about doing a tour with devil's blood and pagan altar and hour 13 and going through canada because there's no you know like and drop it down in chicago because there's nowhere to go to get to california you know worth going um but it never happened you know what i mean i mean i was i love fucking canadian music i've been to canada a few times but i was just listening to some old can, canadian thrash before you called so you know it would be awesome. The scenes there and the music that comes out of there is great, but yeah, no, sure. I, you know, the the band that I'm doing, um, that band Dream on Ending, that that project thing, that's with a, a Canadian guy, a guy from Toronto. So, I'm um, I'm definitely going to be up in Canada when when the time comes. So, hell yeah, awesome man, awesome. All right, well, uh, I'm about out of questions for you guys. Is there anything else you want to let the people know? Um. Yeah, I know. Just just plug the 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 record. Um, it's up on Bandcamp. It's uh, solemnlament.bandcamp.com. I think. I mean, if you Google it, you'll find it. But uh, yeah, that that's that's pretty much all I got. Yeah, I you know I, I mean, it's it's just three well four songs. You know what I mean? And the fact that people are really you know uh catching on to it already is a great motivation you know what i mean because we're just kind of working on what we had and working together as friends and you know this stuff motivates us to go hey you know now we're like really thinking about doing a full length and and getting serious about it and it raises the bar too for me it does it's like oh fuck man like i really got to live up to this you know with 50 60 minutes of music not just you know 15 so so it it makes a better situation the more people you know respond to it and and get into it so i appreciate it yeah no doubt same here 
Hell yeah, man. Well, it sounds badass, dude. And uh, Thank you. Today is uh, actually Bandcamp's first Friday, too, so anybody that uh, anybody gets on there and, and buys some stuff from you guys, man, you guys get, what, 100%? Yeah. Yep. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, so, so uh, yeah, if, if you like it, make that happen, but if not, no worries. That's cool. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, <laughs> Well, before I let you guys go, can I get you to make a station tag? Okay. All right. Whenever you're ready, say something like, this is Solemn Lament, and you're listening to Metal Devastation Radio. I think, see, Phil has the voice. I have this obnoxious <laughs> Boston accent. I, I think that no, Phil's to do it. He's got, you, you'd he's have got to the, write that down for, for me to remember it. <laughs> he's got the voice for radio. He should be the one that does it. Uh, I do not have a voice for radio. <laughs> no, nah, you do. You do. That's why I'm an impressionist. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well if 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 you're not gonna do it, I'll do it then. Do it. Do it for All me, right. please. Alright. Ready, Zach? Mm-hmm. Alright. This is Solomon the Mench. You're listening to Metal Devastation Radio. There you go, dude. Done like a pro. Done like a pro. <laughs> right on. Well, thanks a lot, guys, for taking the time to talk to us, man. Yeah, uh, thanks so much for the interview, man. I really thank appreciate you, it. Man. Appreciate hey, it. Anytime, man. Right really really appreciate you guys taking the time and uh what I'm going to do now is I'm going to blast some more Solemn Lament for these motherfuckers so they can go crazy, all right? Cool, right on. All right, man. We'll talk to you guys later. All right, take it easy, man. Cheers. See ya. There you have it, folks. Solemn Lament, live on the Zach Moonshine Show with Metal Devastation Motherfucking Radio. Like I said earlier, put your speakers in your windows, put them in your front lawns, put them in your driveways, put them wherever the fuck you can. Make your neighbors fucking hear this shit. Make them fucking hate you, man. If you don't see U-Haul trucks everywhere tomorrow, I don't know what the fuck you're doing, but uh, you ain't cranking it up fucking loud enough, motherfuckers. This song is called Old Crow for all you old crows out there.